Are you confused about real food and what's healthy and good for the planet? Do you need the facts about local, organic, and sustainable food? Well, get ready to change the way you eat. Get ready for The Appropriate Omnivore with Aaron Zober. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Appropriate Omnivore. I'm your host, Aaron Zober. July is observed as National Ice Cream Month, and what a better month to celebrate ice cream than the month when we're looking for the perfect food to battle the summer heat. Of course, the ice cream I recommend is made with real ingredients. Two of the main things I look for in it are grass-fed dairy and a real sugar or sweetener. Also very important are ingredients which are easy to pronounce, and I know what they are. Fortunately, we're seeing a lot of grass-fed and organic ice creams on the market. Here to talk with me about ice cream is Alec Jaffe, founder and CEO of Alex Ice Cream. Alec, welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, glad to have you here. I know you're rather busy with uh, starting up this new ice cream company, so I'm glad you can make the time to come along. So how did you first get involved with making grass-fed ice cream? Yeah, so I've been making ice cream since elementary school. Wow. I had a class project and uh, yeah, I had a class project where we had to make something at home and bring it into class to present, and I love ice cream, so I figured, why not uh, Why not make ice cream? And so uh, I got a little ice cream maker, taught myself how to make it, and off I went. And then fast forward to after college, shopping in the grocery store for myself, going through the ice cream aisle, uh, and I felt like there wasn't exactly what I was looking for in the ice cream aisle, and that was an organic, cleanly made ice cream that tasted really great. Um, there were a lot of ice creams that tasted really good, but they just weren't made with the ingredients that I was looking for. And I wanted to feel good about the ice cream um, that tasted good too. And so I uh, just started working on making ice cream at home for friends and family, trying to see if I could come up with a recipe that people really liked. Uh, eventually I did and um, then figured, okay, maybe let's uh, turn this into a business and looked for a variety of ways, whether it's opening an ice cream shop or working with a, a contract manufacturer to make our ice cream for us, which is what most companies do. And we got really lucky and found a small ice cream factory available for sale in Petaluma, California, which is in Sonoma County. And we moved in there in January of 2020 and spent the, that last year scaling our recipes, refurbishing the production lines, and also working on finding uh, sourcing from local pasture-raised organic dairy um, from family farms that are 15 minutes away from our factory. Yes, I find a lot of natural product makers often start with just making the food at home for their family and friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great way to um, kind of validate (laughs) if if your product tastes good and test different flavors and things like that. Oh, sure. So what ingredients did you use in your ice cream that made it different from others? Uh, you know, honestly, we use kind of about as traditional ingredients as you can get. We use cream, skim milk, egg yolk, cane sugar. Um, the egg yolks are free-range organic egg yolks, everything. We're certified organic, so all of our, our ingredients are organic. Um, our cane sugar is fair trade. And so we're using just really, really high-quality ingredients and very simple ingredients. And then we're crafting our unique recipe in a way um, that cre- takes those 
extremely high quality ingredients and creates a really delicious uh, finished product ice cream. But it's kind of like cooking, you know, when you when you use the best ingredients, you usually get a, a better uh, better end product. I would say so, definitely. I do think that a lot of these natural products do taste better. It's not just that they have better, more sustainable, healthier ingredients, but I do notice a taste, and that's important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for especially in a category like ice cream, people are going to ice cream first and foremost to make to have a delicious eating experience. They don't want ice cream that doesn't taste good. So what's great is we can create a solution that's both better for the environment, but also uh, a better eating experience and, and tastes amazing. Yes, and you touched a little before on the farms you work with. So what do you look for in terms of farms to source your dairy with? A couple things. One, I want to feel good about the, the farmers and the, the people that we're working with. Uh, you know, there needs to be a, a good relationship there. And then the care that they're taking with their animals, uh, making sure that they're they're um, raising and raising their herds properly and um, keeping the herds out after um, and then also ideally doing things that are not only sustainable but regenerative for the environment um, where they're creating a positive uh, a positive influence on the whole climate change movement and that's, that's something that we're looking to move towards is supporting more and more regenerative um, suppliers and organizations. I love that you mentioned regenerative, and that's something that we're looking for as far as products that I recommend on the appropriate omnivore are ones that are not just organic, but are moving in the direction of regenerative. And I said this a couple weeks ago on this program, and I'm stand by it that I think regenerative is going to overtake organic in about 10 years because organic has a lot of advantages, but there are still some pesticides that are involved in organic. And with regenerative, it doesn't say there can't, but I think that it'll be very hard to do regenerative agriculture because it's all about the soil that you couldn't use too much spraying in order to have a healthy soil. Is that something you'd agree with that you think like regenerative will essentially be the gold standard 10 years from now? I don't know if they have to compete against each other. I, I think that they're, and I, I'm maybe not a specialist on this, but I think that they can work very, they can, they are very complementary towards each other, I think is the best way to put mm -hmm. it. And being organic and being regenerative, they kind of go hand in hand. So I don't know that one needs to replace the other or compete against each other. I think it's more about a general movement of getting farmers to be organic and then be able to take that next step to where you are, um, regenerating soil and improving soil health and um, sequestering carbon and doing all those things, but also uh, creating a better work working life and, and general life for the farmers and the people that are involved in this whole agricultural system. And that's something that, you know, a lot of focus is put on the soil health, which is obviously extremely important, but it's also really important that we're taking care of our farmers and the actual humans that are, that are making this whole system uh, go and providing us with the materials that we need. So uh, I think that's a big part of the whole regenerative um, and organic movement as well that, that's important to touch on. I think that's an interesting take you have on it. You bring up some good points, and that would be amazing to see a product that has both the regenerative certification and organic. There are a few organizations now that have regenerative certifications. Are you looking at 
getting one of those from one of the different organizations? We're definitely looking at moving towards that direction. Um, you know, as a small company, it's <laughs> there's only so much that we can do in so much time. And, and having just started out, we, we were really focused on getting the organic certification uh, first. Um, and then as we continue to grow, uh, we're going to look to support regenerative organizations and then um, transition our look for organic and regenerative suppliers as well that we can work with uh, to, to move our product in that direction. But of course, uh, but staying with the organic is something that, that is also very important to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even a lot of the larger companies I find haven't gone with any regenerative certification yet. So it's, it's a new one for any. And, you know, I think in maybe in a few years, it'll be right. something that people are more on the lookout for of what products have. But as, as it's kind of new, I think, you know, it, when the larger companies can't do it, I think it's understandable really uh, for any company that they haven't gotten into it yet. Do you think that grass-fed ice cream is still a largely untapped market? You know, I do. I, I think that there are um, not as many organic and uh, grass-fed ice creams on the market as you would think. There are, there are definitely a lot more um, organic options in other categories compared to ice cream. And so we see that, yes, there are a handful of brands that are organic that are on the market, but they are typically more family-friendly products with traditional flavors and kind of more kid-friendly flavors. And we're going for a more sophisticated premium take on ice cream and then adding that with organic as well. So I definitely feel that that is an untapped section of the market where there are people, young (laughs) people who are adults and maybe don't have kids or young families or maybe they have kids, but they also want just a more um, upscale option and uh, want more unique flavors, sophisticated flavors. uh, And we're providing that for people who are also looking for, um, who want that premium, almost foodie uh, level of quality and, but also really care about sourcing and uh, organic certification and things like that. I would agree with you that it's still a small market because as the focus of my appropriate omnivore blog is all about listing the best products, I've been working on doing one, and I want to release at some point, of the best organic grass-fed ice creams. And it's been hard looking for ones versus, say, something else like organic pasture-raised eggs where there's so many options and I can choose what I truly think are the best. With this, there only are a number of ones, and, and it is also a thing of also vetting them to see to make sure that they truly are what they say that like that they don't use any kind of factory farming as sometimes uh organic can use somewhat of that so it's been a bit of a challenge to find ones that are that are worthy of it and i think of what i've seen it's probably under 10 right now so i appreciate that more companies like yours are, are going on the market and i know yours is, is very new i just learned about it from the next awards at the Natural Products Expo a few months ago, and when I heard that, I was really excited. Yeah, that that was great. Um, it was great to see their their judges really um, loving our ice cream. So that that was a really really cool thing for us with such a new company um, to be to be part of that award. Yes. Yeah, and I appreciate the Natural Products Expo. That was what essentially connected us was that virtual uh, expo that they had last May. So mm-hmm. it's connected me and to a lot of great companies. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. There's so many new products that come out there. It's always fun to see what's out there. Mm -hmm. 
So you're talking earlier about how your target is towards a more mature audience with your flavors. Can you explain that a little more as far as what that means? Yeah, I would say that a couple of things. One, we have a very premium texture and mouthfeel. It's very creamy and dense. We whip a lot less air into our ice cream than a lot of other brands. And so brands that are going for more of a family audience where a lot, you know, it's not hard to convince a kid to eat ice cream. So um, the quality level isn't, it's good. They're fine, but um, you know, we're going for a, a definitely more of a, a more demanding customer who has a lot of options of really premium ice creams in the, in the grocery store. And so one, our texture is super creamy about as creamy as you can possibly get, but uh, still feels smooth and doesn't um, feel overwhelming. It's a really nice texture. And then we have these unique flavors, even the flavors that we do have um, that are more traditional, we try and elevate them in a way. So we have like a Tahitian vanilla bean, which, uh, it's a really nice vanilla flavor that's going to be a little different than your typical Madagascar vanilla. Our chocolate is a double chocolate with both cocoa powder and melted liquid chocolate that we mix into our mix to create this double chocolate that's just super creamy and fudgy and deep chocolate flavor. Um, we have a mint chip that, of course, is white, with, so it has no food coloring or food dyes, and these chocolate chips that just kind of melt in your mouth. Uh, and then the more some of the newer flavor creations that we have like salted caramel latte My which favorite. is a coffee ice cream that we use we use organic coffee from brazil uh and then we have a salted caramel swirl in the ice cream as well kind of a take on your your favorite uh frappuccino or, or starbucks coffee drink and then uh our last flavor and kind of what's become our signature flavor is honey blueberry lavender and so that's a lavender ice cream with blueberries and a honey swirl as well uh and just a really nice balanced refreshing almost ice cream that uh just delivers a really unique flavor that people are really loving mm -hmm. well all of those sound great to me because i've always loved the lavender honey ice creams and the salted caramel latte now that is two of my favorite ice creams in one as i love salted caramel <laughs> and i love coffee ice cream those are like seriously like probably uh, in the top five of my favorite ice creams <laughs> and it's together in one. Yeah. It's a really delicious flavor. People, people have really been, um, been loving that one. Yes. And I'm looking at your ice creams right now on your website, which I know that doesn't quite translate to a podcast. So if people want to look at them while they're listening to this, your website is alexicecream.com. That's A L E C S icecream.com and one of the things that I love and I think it goes with your idea that this is about a more mature audience is you have this beautiful artwork on all the ice cream different ones for each container and do you think that that's also part of developing your brand and explaining who you are? Mm -hmm. Yeah and I really wanted to highlight the ingredients that we're using and the flavors and really um, something with our flavors where you kind of, they're these simple culinary innovations where they may be, they have a little twist on what you typically expect from a flavor, but you still know it and you know that it's going to be delicious as soon as you hear the flavor name. And I wanted our packaging to also kind of highlight that where you're able to pick up on the flavor just from the color of the packaging and the 
illustrations of the the different ingredients on the packaging as well and yeah yeah i feel like the illustrations define your brand really well i mean it almost feels art museum quality the way they're drawn (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we definitely wanted to also bring something different to the the ice cream freezer section and um try and stand out on the shelf in the the store because there's there's a lot of brands out there so you need to find ways uh, to stand out when someone's uh, just walking through that, that aisle in the store. You do, because, of course, one of the things is they all have unique colors, but that's a pretty typical thing with, with ice creams and, and with so many products. But to have unique drawings on each, I mean, it just it blows me away just looking at it, and I think that that's something which you got to do when you see all these different things on the shelf. And they say that people only see these products for, I think, like a couple of seconds that... I know if I was in the store, this would definitely catch my eye. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Yes, and so in terms of flavors, are there any ones you're considering that you can talk about? We have some new flavors that we're going to be coming out with. Uh, they're still still in the works a little bit, so I can't uh, reveal the secrets just yet, but we have one flavor that we're hoping to come out with uh, this fall and then a few more um, in the spring of next year. And do you take customer suggestions, like if people email you on your website and have ideas, do you consider those? Uh, yeah, we, we we are open to any and all suggestions. So yeah, we, we have our, our customer service email on our website and happy to happy to hear what any flavors that people are looking for. And in terms of other development, are you looking at ways that you can make your business more sustainable? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always looking for how we can be more sustainable. And for us starting out, it was really about how can we, the biggest thing that we're putting out into the world is, is our product. And so how can we make the ingredients that we're putting into our product as sustainable as possible? And we, we did a good job with that, um, with this, the first version of our product. And of course, you know, that, that work is never done. So we're always looking on ways to improve. I won't say that we're, nobody is perfect. And there's always ways that you can improve and be, and be better at what you're, what you're trying to do. And now being our own as an ice cream maker and manufacturers, okay, let's look at the waste that we're creating. And, you know, if you make anything, there's waste and, and um, byproducts that are created from that, from that production process. And so how can we be more sustainable um, and in generating less waste. And that's a project that we're working on as well. Uh, so we definitely have initiatives internally that we're, that we're working on and always seeking to improve and lessen our impacts on the earth. Yes, and I know currently you also have some eco-practices outside of agriculture that also make your business sustainable. Can you talk about those? Definitely. So um, for our direct-to-consumer business, we use... And a lot of ice cream companies will use styrofoam to insulate their packages just to keep the dry ice cold and the ice cream cold. Uh, we, and obviously styrofoam is not a very eco-friendly material. And we actually use a biodegradable corn-based insulating liner. So what's really great about that is the whole box that we're shipping you is recyclable from the cardboard to the insulating liner. And the insulating liner, you can even... Uh, put it in water and watch it uh, disintegrate. And so you can wash it down your sink drain or you could even um, use it as kind of 
natural fertilizer if you're watering your plants by uh, by disintegrating the liner into your water, or you can compost it too. So that's just one one way that we're looking to be more eco-friendly outside of outside of our um, just our our product. Mm-hmm. And I've actually found that a lot of companies are doing that. Do you see this as the future of where all the companies are going to go? I can't speak for, <laughs> for everyone, but it's definitely the direction that we're going to be going in. And as technology allows us to be more eco-friendly while getting the same, if not better, results um, as the less eco-friendly materials, we're going to constantly be striving to be as eco-friendly as possible in anything that we do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for us, it's a continual journey on finding more and more ways that we can be more eco-friendly. I see it certainly as the future for natural products, for the big ag companies, just the big businesses. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think for the most part, they're very behind on it. I mean, there was even years ago, one of the companies had these like compostable packages and because they were noisy, they discontinue them. So I don't know, you know, how long it'll take before these, these larger companies do. And if that is the case, then... I hope that really brings the attention to the consumers, to these smaller companies, to buy from them instead. Yeah. I mean, as a consumer, that's the best way that you can help make an impact on climate change. Of course, there's all the things you can do at home. Um, but really choosing what companies to support and who are doing things the right way is a really great way to also play a part in this uh, overall environmental climate effort. Um, because, you know, we're us and a lot of other small natural foods companies are really working hard to do things the right way. And that always that sometimes makes things more expensive. It definitely makes things more expensive for us as a company. Um, but we we are willing to pay pay that cost because we we believe in doing things the right way. And that's just that's just <laughs> what we believe in. So uh, as, as a as a consumer supporting companies like us and other natural foods companies um, acting sustainably is is, uh, is really critical. It is. And I think to a lot of consumers, they notice that, especially the ones that listen to an audience like this or people that are in attendance of a natural products expo, they're willing to pay a little more because as the term goes, you vote with your wallet. Yep, exactly. So go vote for Alex Ice Cream. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and like I said, we're seeing that with a lot more companies. And it's the thing that I noticed with my blog that very much early on, a lot more of my focus was mainly just on what's in the ingredients. But now as I'm learning more about these companies and these companies are expanding the role of what it means to be socially conscious, to be sustainable, eco-friendly, that involves other things than just the ingredients they put in, but things such as the packaging and also if some of the money goes to different nonprofit organizations... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really looking holistically at what you're doing as a as a company. Um, the the product is extremely important. That's what you're putting out into the world as far as what's customer facing and what people can buy. And but there's so much there's so much else that goes into making a making a product and building a business and the things that you can do. So it really is a holistic approach to this effort. You were talking earlier about how other ice creams they have like an ice cream shop is that something that you've considered for alex ice cream it was something we thought about 
when we uh, were first starting the company is really okay. How are we? How are we going to launch this thing? Do we want to be an ice cream shop? Do we want to be a packaged pint that people can buy in the store? And we've looked at it. It may be something we do down the line, but there are no immediate plans uh, for an ice cream shop. Copy that. And currently, where can we find Alex Ice Cream? So we are distributed right now exclusively around the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, so we're in over 115 stores around the Bay Area and continuing to grow our distribution there. Um, we are also available nationwide on our website. So we ship nationwide. And you can just go to alexicecream.com and place an order, and we'll uh, we'll get it out to you. And do you have plans of expanding soon into other markets? Definitely. So we are right now working on setting up those meetings with retailers and growing our distribution. That's something that'll likely happen in the spring of next year when you'll start to see our product pop up on shelves in newer markets where we're really focused on growing our distribution throughout the western part of the united states growing sustainable you know as a sustainable organic company we also want our growth to be organic and sustainable and so we're working on expanding into markets and regions that are close to us around the western part of the u.s and then gradually expanding that throughout the country. Uh, and then, of course, if you know you are on the East Coast and, and want to try our ice cream, like I said, you can order it on our website and we'll ship it directly to your door. And I'm in the California city of the south of where you are, Los Angeles, so I imagine that that'll be coming to my area soon. Yes, definitely. That's, I'm from originally from Southern California, so I'm very excited for us to start getting our ice cream on on shelves down there and that'll be a lot of fun for my friends and family from back home to be able to go go buy our ice cream oh i look forward to that and i do know a lot of people in the bay area so i know that i recommend that to them and i know also you have on your website you can give someone a gift certificate and i plan to give those to some of my friends in the bay area <laughs> nice yeah so, uh you can on our website you can send someone a gift card that's just for the online we can't um, we're not <laughs> we can't sell gift cards uh, for our retailers that we're in but um, yeah you can purchase a gift card to send to somebody so that they can uh, put in their own online order right and a major reason I'd recommend it in terms um, of course the taste but also I'd recommend it to people in California because you are buying local especially if you're in the Bay Area mm -hmm. it's right there and even LA that's within reasonable distance. As you go nationwide, are you, have you considered at all using dairy farms from other regions that are closer to where they'll be sold? No, because we will still be making our ice cream in California. So for us, mm -hmm. it's about sourcing as close as we can to the location of where it's being made. So we want our dairy to come close to be sourced from farms close to where we're making the ice cream. And then we'll ship the ice cream out rather than trucking, let's say we're being sold in New York, trucking dairy in from New York to make it in California right. and then send it out back to New York. Sure, that makes sense. And do you have any other plans for future uh, expansion of your business in any particular way? Yeah, I mean, we definitely see a future of expanding throughout the frozen dessert category um, into a variety of different products and, you know, who knows what the future holds and what other products we might get into. Um, but right now we're, 
we're really focused on growing our core line of organic dairy-based ice cream. And from there, uh, ex- continuing to expand the, the brand. So in terms of other frozen treats, is that something like frozen yogurt or popsicles maybe? Yeah, like everything from, um, you know, non-dairy ice cream to ice cream sandwiches, popsicles, um, you know, there's a variety of of, uh, of different products we can get into. Yes, uh, it seems like actually you're kind of reading my mind because after I said that, I realized, oh, ice cream sandwiches, yeah. that's another one which I'd like to see more of because National Ice Cream Sandwich Day is coming up and... There really aren't a lot of ones from organic grass-fed ice creams that have that, so I would love to see you guys do that. Yeah, that that would be. I'm looking forward to uh, to doing that one. I haven't. I have a chocolate chip cookie recipe <laughs> ready, <laughs> waiting for uh, for when that day comes. Yeah, well, I mean, I love organic chocolate chip cookies, and uh, I used to think I was the only one that made those, but when I meet these people, these shows, I learned that no, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully that'll that'll be coming soon, and and yeah, they'll they're at least the homemade version of them are, are pretty delicious. Oh, I bet. Like we talked about at the beginning, that's where it all starts. That's the original test kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners about your business before we go? I guess I'll say that we are an ice cream that. First and foremost, we're going to deliver an incredibly delicious ice cream experience. Uh, I feel like we have a texture that is really unmatched in its creaminess and smoothness, and uh, that helps bring out the the really nicely balanced, delicious flavors that we're that we're creating. Um, and when you buy our ice cream, you're helping support organic agriculture and um, sustainable manufacturing and companies trying to do things the right way. We're a family business uh, started by myself and then my younger brother joined me. And so, yeah, and uh, please check us out on our website or our Instagram. And um, if you're not in the Bay Area, please put in an order. And I, I look forward to you trying our ice cream. Yes. And I know we listed the website a couple times before on this program, but Let's hear the website again and also let the listeners know what the Instagram account is. Yeah, definitely. So our website is alexicecream.com. That's A-L-E-C-S, icecream.com. And then the Instagram is easy. It's just alexicecream. So that's A-L-E-C-S, icecream. Um, and you can you can find us there. Well, thank you, Alec, for coming on our program. And it's been wonderful learning more all about Alex Ice Cream. Thank you for having me. Yes. That's all for this episode of The Appropriate Omnivore. New episodes of this show are now released every Wednesday. Next week, I interview Nicole Han Nyman, author of Defending Beef. Follow me on social media for more information on the next episode. And to make sure you never miss any of my podcasts, go to iTunes and subscribe to The Appropriate Omnivore. You can also listen to all of my podcasts on my website, appropriateomnivore.com. There you can find recipes from the guests I interview, plus all of my articles covering lifestyles in the world of real food. Until next time, my pantry is officially closed.